0: Welcome to the Data Scientist podcast with Dr. Stylianos Kabakis. Dr. Kabakis is a data scientist, statistician, and blockchain expert with a mission to educate the public about the wonderful capabilities of technologies like AI, data science, and DLTs. These technologies have the potential to transform the world, the economy, and our lives. However, there is too much misinformation around tech, and so most people are just confused about what is true and what is not. Whether you are a CEO, an entrepreneur, or just an enthusiast, the Data Scientist Podcast helps you separate reality from hype. Hi, everyone. This is Stelios. On this uh, short video, I'd like to say a few words about the Bank X tokenomics audit. So, auditing tokenomics is a fairly new development in the area of tokenomics. It's actually been only a few years. Since tokenomics was let's say, established as a field, when I when I started talking about this in 2017, 2018, a few people are taking this seriously. It looks like now we're actually moving to the next stage of not only designing token economies but also of auditing token economies. So this is the Pancake Stagomics audit, which you can see here. It was conducted over a period of a few months starting around September I think of 2021 finishing around December and what I'm going to do in this uh, video is I'm going to share some thoughts about how you can conduct an audit. Keep in mind that auditing economics is something fairly new so there's no let's say established method or framework to do this okay so essentially what I did in this audit is I took borrowed tools from, let's say, data science um, or like from tokenomics, from economics, etc. And then I applied them in this context, okay? The important thing to keep in mind is that no matter the tool is used, essentially the purpose of an audit in this case is to convince a skeptical reader and an informed reader that the statements that a project is making around the token economy are true and are correct. And I think that as, the, as this area evolves we're going to see more streamlined frameworks and some of the methods will be standardized. But my hope is that this audit can actually try set some standards for this field as a whole. So that being said, let's go through the structure of the audit. We we'll start with an introduction and what we're stating in the introduction is what basically summarizing the core of the token economy and then we also discuss the inspiration behind the project then we move on to some terminology and then we're moving on to the goals of the analysis and the tools of the analysis so the goals of the analysis is very important because what we're essentially writing here is we're writing in let's say order of importance the goals of the project more specifically the token economy so this is a stable coin so by far the most important goal is that the peg doesn't break. Okay, And then we move on to other goals which are important but not as important as the first one because if you have a stable coin and it breaks then that's no good. But then you have some other goals like the fact that Bankex token is a store of wealth. Then we move on to the tools of the analysis and again the methods that we're using for this audit that borrowed from data science. And they, they vary, right? So using from empirical proof and comparison with other projects to game theory to statistics. Here are the assumptions. Every type of analysis in economics or economics, it's always based on some assumptions. So we need to state them. So essentially what we're doing in the introduction is we're setting the foundation for what is to follow. And then we start with the analysis, okay? So one of the mechanisms that we've used in this audit is creating this table which outlines the forces, inflationary and deflationary, on the backing token price. So this is a very structured way to see that which forces are applied on the token, but also to understand what levers the project has in order to influence those mechanisms. That's not different from you know studying a real economy and saying, look, these are, these are inflationary pressures, these are deflationary pressures and you know the lever is for example the central bank interest rate okay obviously in a real economy the system is more unconstrained in a sense so it's more difficult to do this kind of thing but this but in the token economy this is actually much easier and then we outline its mechanism and we analyze it so essentially what we're trying to demonstrate in this section is that there's a balance between inflationary deflationary forces and even if the numbers You know, even if you can't prove the numbers are correct by numbers, I mean things like rewards and, you know, interest rates, etc. Because these are always based on assumptions, right? The thing is that if the project has access to the right levers, as they're outlined here, then there's trust that these levers can be pulled in certain directions in order to stabilize the price. Okay, so that's like saying Look, maybe again, similar to what happens in a real economy, right? So you see deflationary pressure, inflationary pressure, the central bank, the government tries to do something about it. And essentially, if they have access to the right levers, if, they, if these levers can be pulled hard enough, then you think, okay, it's most likely that you can, it's more likely that you're going to reach the optimal outcome, which can be some kind of equilibrium or otherwise. And this is what we're doing really in this section, this kind of analysis. And then we move on to some more advanced concepts like integrated protocol-owned liquidity, and then we move on to the peg stability analysis. For the peg stability, we use we use data from other stable coins uh, in order to understand what's the current state of the art and essentially to understand what kind of variation we could see. And we compare different stable coins. So here we're using some kind of proof by analogy and data. What I mean by this is that. We have all these different stablecoins, and uh, we also have uh, Frax. We have Terra, and actually they perform quite well when you compare them to more traditional, let's say, stablecoins in terms of the variance. Even though pretty much, with the variance of the of pegs, so, sorry, even though pretty much all the stablecoins actually perform quite well. And uh, Terra only has like a very high maximum deviation because they had a crash, which is analyzed in the um, marginal cases analysis. So essentially, in this case, the argument is that, look, Bank X you know, has similarities with FRAX. FRAX has actually worked better than many other projects. So this you know, is some kind of proof or evidence that you know, this similarity between the two projects, that what Bank X is suggesting is actually pretty feasible because some of those things have done before. And then we move on to a game-theoretic analysis of, of uh, the bonding curves and how they work. I will not expand on this too much here, but yes, game theory is obviously one more tool that's used in economics, and it's quite popular. So you see we use different types of analysis for different parts of the project, right? And every time it's the same argument. We want to demonstrate to an informed reader that, yes, this actually holds, right? This proposed mechanism can work as suggested. And then finally, we move on to what we call marginal cases analysis, uh, where we examine. This is like a stress test, like a thought experiment, like what's going to happen if X happens, right? And then we demonstrate how, by taking certain actions, you know, the project could stabilize. In um, and in this particular case, we're also using some data based on what could be the maximum standard deviation of the peg and, and things like that. I don't want to expand on too many details on that on that video, but. You can see how it all works. And then we also use like a real case study. This is the Terra Luna crash, which I mentioned earlier, uh, which was temporary. The system managed to stabilize itself again, which I guess it's very good news for these types of stable coins. And then we explain how this would be handled within the context of bank X. Right? So essentially we take this case study and we like, look, at this the system in this case Terra Luna didn't after crashing, it survived, and this is why the same thing holds true for BankX token. Yeah, again, it's some kind of proof through similarity, proof through analogy, if you want to call it this way. And then we finish off with summarizing some wide, system-wide economic incentives. That's pretty much the audit, okay? So you see there's a combination of mechanisms and methods being used. Make sure that we're clearly stating the objectives, the goals, the assumptions. And again, the goal is that an informed reader can always you know try to refute what we're writing but everything's structured in a way that they can go back to the assumptions or the goals or the tools and they can see what leads to where right so a leads to b it leads to c so for example if someone has an argument say look i believe you know terra luna yeah it's not going to survive in the longer and for whatever reason yes you know they can go back to the assumptions and see whether according to our model of the world this is true or not okay and in the end in the end of the day, the goal of a tokenomics audit is like to do two things. One is obviously to convince an informed reader that the goals of the projects can actually be achieved. And the other one is obviously to cover, to help fix any, let's say, weaknesses in the tokenomics design. Pretty much like a smart contract. Servant, right? So if there's something wrong with, it, with smart contracts, you just go back and you fix the code so that was it i hope this was uh, informative uh, i've also written about this on my blog you can obviously find this economics audit on the bank's website and as always make sure to reach out to me if you have um, any questions thank you thank you for listening make sure to visit the datascientist.com for more content about data science ai and blockchain